If you're struggling to get over a narcissist and you think you may have a trauma bond, today's video is for you. We're gonna talk about how to get through it in even more detail than we have before. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Literally anytime you end a relationship, it's going to change your life. And the more significant that relationship happens to be in your life, the more significantly it is going to change your life. But when it comes to a narcissist, there's a whole other layer involved. It's called toxic love addiction. In any case, you need to know something really important. It's not your fault that you feel so drawn to your abuser even now. So why do you still want your narcissist when they were so terrible to you? What is it about you that's making you feel that way? Why is it so hard to go no contact? Since you're here watching this video, chances are you've already figured out that you are or were in a relationship with a toxic narcissist, right? And you probably already know that you need to consider going and staying no contact if you ever really want to be happy again. As I'm assuming you also know, that's a whole lot easier said than done sometimes, especially when the person in question is a close friend, a family member, or your significant other. So in case you're not aware of what no contact means, I'm just gonna give you a quick fill in on that, all right? In reference to narcissistic relationships, the no contact rule is enacted when you end all contact with your toxic narcissist. This includes, but isn't limited to, don't take the narcissist phone calls, block the narcissist on social media networks and, and platforms, don't schedule or encourage visits with the narcissist, stop seeing, speaking to, or in any way interacting with the narcissist. It's not rocket science. Why is it so difficult then? to implement and stick to the no contact rule. Well, it's called toxic love addiction, my friend. It's the main reason why going no contact is so hard. It starts with a trauma bond, which we did a video about the other day. It looks like this to take a look at it if you want. It's the main reason that going no contact is so hard. I wrote a book one time, you can see it at amazon.com or booksangiewrote.com, entitled Your Love Is My Drug. And the reason I wrote it is because there's a, there's a scientific basis for the title. Researchers say that romantic love is an addiction. Oh yeah, as in, Romantic love affects the brain just like a drug. As a matter of fact, it affects the same part of your brain as cocaine addiction affects. It's true. Logically, you know you shouldn't do things that are bad for you like drugs. Logically, we know that toxic people are bad for our lives. And we all know that we need to get or stay away, right? Sure, of course, logically we know that. But we also know that it's not that easy all the time. Logic and emotion, they don't always match up. Why is that? Romantic love stimulates the same area of the brain as addiction to drugs. According to scientists, we are biologically programmed to behave that way. There's an evolutionary spin happening. Number one, the loss of a potential baby-making mate would be bad for us on a primal level, okay, as a species. On top of that, humans are hardwired to develop bonds to other humans, another survival urge. And in our case, we had that whole trauma bond thing happening, right? We just talked about that. If you add together your biological need to bond and the need to keep your mate or feel great distress if you don't, well, what do you have? It's, it's an addiction. It affects you like a drug. Your relationship with a narcissist is affecting you like a drug, like a toxic drug. And when you're not getting that sweet, sweet poison, you might just not be able to go without it. You might feel like you miss it. A lot like, you know, a crack addict might miss his crack. I know, it's gross. It's amazing, it's freaky, I'm with you. You might feel like you're all alone when you're dealing with a narcissist in a toxic relationship. But the truth is that getting involved with a Jekyll and Hyde type like this, is something a lot of people go through at one time or another, maybe not as many as we would expect, but maybe more than who realize it. Sometimes though, people have to endure so much soul-numbing mental abuse from their partners which, of course, this mental abuse has a powerful and profound negative effect on them that will last a lifetime. After a painful episode of gaslighting or other forms of narcissistic abuse, sometimes it's really difficult to bounce back from the mental abuse you had to endure and your self-esteem plummets. It goes to the ground. Not only that, the torturous mental abuse you were subjected to by a narcissist is actually, and most often, an attack on your personal character. That's an emotional assault committed all too often by your so-called partner or 
family member or friend. This person needs to make you feel worthless and insecure, but you don't understand why. You would be that person's biggest fan if they would allow that to happen, right? But why does a narcissist want you to feel so desperate and so worthless? Why would they want someone they claim to love to feel that way? Well, it's basic NPD 101, my friend. The narcissist's intent, whether they realize it or not, is to gain control and boost their own ego. Bottom line, the narcissist wants you to have low self-esteem, wants you to not be able to think for yourself because this is when the narcissist wants to be in absolute control of you. And often, sometimes, this is when the narcissist wants to leave you. Toxic relationships are hell. Getting out of a toxic relationship is the first step you need to take in order to save your own sanity. But sometimes, when no contact is impossible, how do you deal? Here are some tips. First of all, realize there are other things you're gonna have to do to recover fully from the narcissist because if you're not actually leaving the narcissist, you're gonna have to learn how to live with that mess. Gaslighting, manipulation, mental abuse that you've been going through and may still be going through. It's really important to stay physically active. You wanna start by getting back to your own life. So get out and do things with your family and your friends because the abuser intentionally loves to alienate you. Keep your mind focused on other things so that you don't isolate yourself at home and become dependent on the negative person who's feeding into your self-esteem issues. I have found that focusing on what I can control as opposed to what I cannot control is especially helpful. You have to change your mind if you're gonna change your life, right? So call your friends, read uplifting books, concentrate on a project like redecorating your house. Do whatever it takes to keep you going. If you have a job, keep going to work and take note of your goals. Take note of your achievements. If you don't have a job and you want one, go get one. Working is really great for getting your mind off your problems and giving you the necessary affirmation that you need to do whatever you, you want to do, to, to remember that you can do whatever you put your mind to and that you're not worthless. You have to avoid jumping into other relationships until you're fully healed emotionally. You're more likely to fall for other partners who are just like your ex when you do that. You don't want to get in the same situation as before and you don't want to repeat the cycle of abuse. Don't waste time on thoughts of your ex, whether it's negative or otherwise. Some people make the mistake of spending a lot of time worrying and stressing about how much they hate their former partner or how much they wish they could get revenge or even how much they wish they could come back to them. You have to release the anger and you have to focus on what's important and right now, my friend, that's you. You're important. So if you're still struggling, let me ask you a question. Have you considered forgiveness? Hold on, don't stop the video just yet. I got some good stuff for you. When I was in college, there was a situation where I rented a, a basement from a friend and her boyfriend. I've talked about this before. Long story short, there was drama. In the few weeks that I lived there after my friend moved out, the boyfriend got in my stuff, got did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Made it no secret, on several occasions confronted me about items that he found. It's a whole long story. I'm not even gonna go into the whole story. You can hear that on another video if you want. The point is this person violated my privacy made me feel terrible, violated all kinds of rules. Since I couldn't wait until I had found an apartment to move out, I crashed on a, on a friend's couch for a few days while I located a new place. When I finally did, I was so happy, except for this overwhelming anger that kept looming around me. Every time I turned around, something reminded me that this person had hurt me and done things I didn't like. It violated me, it, he upset me, you know, all these things happened. And although this person wasn't the only one who by the time I was 19 years old had, had hurt me, this person had done so in certain ways a lot more harshly than someone else had or anyone else had up to that point. Negativity begets negativity. And so as I kept feeling negative, I started seeing more and more negativity in my life. I struggled with it for months and then I fell into a depression and another one. I felt like I was completely worthless and I was drowning in my own thoughts. One day I was racking my brain. I remember I was drinking this giant cup of coffee sitting here freaking out. How am I gonna get over this anger? I just need to let it go. And then I heard something. I thought I really heard, physically heard it in my ear. I was alone in my apartment and my cat was there. <laughs> and I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I would swear to you that I, I heard someone whisper, you have to forgive him, in my ear. I'm not kidding. And more strangely, and if you didn't hear that, that was, you have to forgive him. Uh, I, I immediately knew what to do. I, I knew what the whisper meant. So I've talked about this before. Even though I had stuffed all of this anger down and tried not to focus on it for all of these months, it still stayed there like a parasite, nibbling away at anything positive that came into my life. So I picked up my notebook and I started writing a letter and I told this person why I was so angry at him and 
what he did specifically that hurt me so much, told him why I thought he was wrong. Called him every freaking name in the book. Said a lot of cuss words, some of which I invented for that occasion. And at the end of the letter, I told him I forgave him. I told him it wasn't for him, it was for me. I told him it was because I deserve to live in peace without the negativity of my past, or anyone else's past for that matter. And I didn't want that corroding my world anymore. So when I finished the letter, I felt this amazing sense of peace come over me almost immediately. While I'd fully intended to mail the letter while I was writing it, or at least some edited version of it, I, I never did. And it turned out I didn't need to, I burned it. Once I'd written down my feelings, owned them and moved on, the healing began. Such a simple act allowed me to release months of pent-up feelings that were holding me back. I was able to finally begin to feel good again, and suddenly my life was back on track. No shit. So how about you? I believe it's time for the question of the day. So the question of the day is, are you holding a grudge? Do you have some old anger in your heart? If so, it's time to begin to heal. We all know logically that we cannot change the past, so why live there? Here's my challenge for you today. If you're plagued by anger, you're holding a grudge, and you just can't shake it, try writing a letter today. Write a letter to the source of that frustration and say what you mean and don't censor yourself. Let it all out. Then, at the end, offer forgiveness. And maybe write a more reader-friendly version of your letter and mail it to the person if you need to. But more likely, you might find the simple act of getting it all out is enough. It worked for me. The bottom line here is that if you are holding on to toxic anger, it's only hurting you. The people or person that you're angry at, they're probably not even aware of it. And if they are, it's not affecting them nearly as significantly as it's affecting you right now. The best revenge is living well, my friend. So if you don't want to let go of your anger just for your own sake, let it go just to be better, just to be the bigger person. I want to offer you a few more helpful tips in my next video. Stay tuned for that, all right? I'm going to wrap up for now. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow for another video. As always, thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And hey, thanks for being a part of mine. It really does mean a lot to me. See you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Do you find yourself struggling to leave an abusive relationship? If so, you're not alone. And in today's video, I'm gonna give you some ideas for gaining courage when you need to leave an abusive relationship, but you're too afraid to do it. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So a lot of times we find ourselves very scared of leaving when we are in dire straits and we just can't think of any other thing we could possibly do to get by. We worry. Should we stay? Should we go? Is it really going to be better if we leave? Or are we just going to be alone and broke and scared? Well, I've got a little special presentation for you today to help give you some ideas and some courage to move forward if you need it. Here we go. This is how you build the courage to leave your abuser. When you're in an abusive relationship, it can be difficult to see the way out. But you don't have to be trapped in a relationship with an abusive partner. Separate yourself from your abusers safely with these strategies. Understand why you stay. You really can't gain the courage to leave until you understand why you're staying. What's keeping you from leaving? Are you staying out of fear? Do you think you deserve to be punished? Are you worried you can't find someone better? The abuse makes you think it's your fault, but it isn't. Maybe you think you can fix the issues or that if you love your partner enough, they will stop being abusive. Get fierce, build up your confidence and your self-esteem and gain the courage you need to leave your abuser. You can start by acknowledging that your self-esteem does need work thanks to the abuse and you can also consider the causes of your low self-esteem. Did you feel not good enough a lot? Once you have the answers, you can work to resolve your feelings about your past. You can put the past in the past and you can ensure that those negative feelings don't affect who you are today. 
to build your self-esteem, do a nice thing for yourself every single day. Pay attention to what others say about you that is positive. Journal about it or take notes so that you always have a reminder of your positive aspects. Get outside help from family, friends, or other people in your life. Maybe a coach or a therapist. Just ask someone for help. It doesn't make you weak. Develop the courage and a plan to leave. There may also be community resources, nonprofits, and organizations that can help. Are you scared to leave your partner because you're financially dependent on them? It's easier to leave with money, so set some aside that your abuser doesn't have access to. Or ask friends and family to help. Don't stay with an abusive partner out of fear. Figure out a way to escape, even if you need help. Get started on a healthier life today. All right, now that brings me to the question of the day. Are you now or have you previously struggled to leave a narcissist? Share your experiences and your ideas in the comments section below and let's have a discussion about it. You might help another survivor to know that they're not alone today. And if you have suggestions and ideas on how to leave a narcissist when you're scared to death and you don't know what you're going to do, leave them below too, because you never know who you might help. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. What do you do when the narcissist won't leave you? What do you do if they threaten to leave or threaten to separate from you and you say, all right, and then they go, oh, I was just kidding. Can we work it out? It's all my fault. That's what's happening to one particular viewer of my channel who popped into a live stream today. And I thought, what an interesting situation. I know a lot of people go through this. So the question then is, what do you do with a narcissist who refuses to leave even when you ask them to? That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Brandy Ortega is in the house. Hey Brandy, welcome, welcome. And she says, my learned narc is now using nice methods versus rages. I can't seem to get him to leave me even after Grey Rock. He threatens separation. I agree. Then he suddenly says it's him. How do I move forward? You're going to have to just, you know, like eat the frog. Just do it. You know what I mean? Just tell him that's it. It's over and, and pull yourself out of there. You know, you have to end it in this case. Um, he's clearly attempting to, when he threatens to separate with you, he expects you to go, no, don't leave me. I'll do whatever you want. And then when that doesn't work and you're like, all right, he's like, wait, what? It's, I, I didn't mean it like that because he doesn't want to lose you because you're a great source of supply for him. Stop being a great source of supply, first of all, Brandy. Um, so if he expects you to, you know, cook him dinner every night, don't do that. Take your kids and go out to eat or, you know, cook dinner an hour before he gets home and have the dishes all put away and everything when he gets there. And if he says, where's dinner? Be like, I don't know. Go ahead. Whatever you cook. That's one way you can do it. Of course, that's not the best way the best way is to just you know eat the frog do it yourself just my thought tell me if there's more information about that that i can help you with as far as are there other details that i'm not hearing here by the way she later told me in the chat that he was a covert narcissist and that's why i was able to go through this particular advice hippie chick stuff says a friend who's still with a narc is afraid to be lonely but she doesn't no, she's lonelier with her narc. Lots of love from Holland. That's really the truth. When you are with a narcissist and you're afraid to leave, often you're afraid to be lonely. But if you're being honest with yourself, being with a narcissist probably makes you feel lonelier than you would otherwise because, number one, 
they would not be able to isolate you from all the other people in your life anymore. And number two, I don't know about y'all, but how many times have you tried to speak to a narcissist? Have I tried to speak to a narcissist and gotten a brick wall type reaction that was completely not beneficial to myself or that person? Um, a bazillion. So I totally feel where she's coming from. Uh, you know, when you're still with a narcissist, you're not sometimes not leaving because you're scared to be lonely but in reality you're lonelier with a narcissist than you would be by yourself kelly stone says i'm leaving finally what do i need to be aware of make sure that you get together all the paperwork before you go marriage certificates social security cards birth certificates mortgage statements any important papers bank statements um credit cards blah 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 all the things change pin numbers change passwords you know, create new email accounts, all that stuff. If you're concerned for your physical safety, going into hiding is the best thing. If there are kids involved, you're going to have to quickly figure out how to do the custody handoff thing. Um, there are lots of things to know. Anybody who has, and Kelly, I've done, there's a whole series of videos that I've done on this. Please check those out on my channel and anybody else involved, please pop in your answers to that question. I'm leaving finally. What do I need to be aware of? What did you wish you knew back then? What do you already know for sure that you did or should have done? Tell us in the comments. CCB says to Kelly Stone, you may want to sneak out discreetly and then only tell them you are gone once you're safe. I like that idea. Gone for good once you are safe. I agree with that. I like that idea if you're in a physically uh, abusive situation or a really uh, mentally abusive or psychologically abusive situation. It's safest way to go for sure. SD says to Ramsey, it's like an addiction. In fact, it is an addiction, and that's absolutely the truth. You can learn more about this topic at queenbeing.com, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel and get free daily video coaching with me during live streams or by watching my videos. Just be sure you hit the bell notification so you don't miss an opportunity for a live session. You can also text Angie Live, all one word, A-N-G-I-E-L-I-V-E, to 33222 and I'll be happy to text you five minutes before I go live each day. And now it's time for the question of the day. And the question of the day is what advice would you offer to this person? What would you tell someone who wanted to separate from their narcissist but their narcissist refused? Share your thoughts and your ideas in the comments below or your experiences and let's have a good discussion here. As always, thanks so much for being a part of my life and a part of my day. And hey, thanks so much for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Good morning, survivors, and happy Monday. It's Angie. Today, we're going to talk about what happens when you dump a narcissist. How do they react? All right, let's talk about it. So you're fed up. You're tired of being emotionally abused by a narcissist, and you're ready to go. Okay? So as you're getting ready to leave, um, you're probably a little bit worried about how your narcissist might handle it, because the fact of the matter is, we all know that these can be volatile creatures, and your narcissist may have even said to you, you know what, if you leave me, I'm going to make your life a living hell. That's what mine told me. So um, these are things to think about. So what do you do? How, what happens when you tell a narcissist it's over, I'm done? Let's talk about that, shall we? So first things first, you have to remember that a narcissist's primary desire for you revolves around his or her need for your attention because you have become a source of a, you know, narcissistic supply for that person. So the very first thing a narcissist will do is anything they can to get your attention. Sometimes that comes in the form of being sweet to you. Sometimes that comes in the form of causing drama. Sometimes it comes in the form of just not leaving your space. But they will definitely try to get your attention. And that's a, you know usually done through a hoovering technique. Then there's the love bombing phase. A lot of times they'll go through this again. You went through it at the beginning of your relationship most likely where a narcissist whether and this in fact will happen whether this is a romantic narcissist or not there are different kinds of love bombing so the narcissist may choose to um, go after your romantic self or they may choose like if, if it's your mother or your father they may choose to love bomb you in a different way like they might um, oh I miss you I need you in my life blah 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 they might give you stuff to keep you around if we're talking about a narcissist they're gonna go after your your love bug <laughs> situation they're gonna try to come after your 
your need to not be alone. And they're going to say, oh, you're my soulmate. You're the only person I've ever loved. I'm so sorry I screwed up. I did all these horrible things. They're going to sound really genuine and you really want to believe them. And sometimes you're going to fall for it. But if you want to be happy and you want to move forward in your life, you have to not fall for it. It's very hard. I have a client right now, um, a couple of different clients on, on top of my head right now who have been doing so great with their recovery. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they think they're in the clear, the narcissist starts calling or emailing or texting or whatever, you know, because they can't, they know you're a good source of supply. That's why they keep coming after you. And so, um, when they go and look around and see what else is out there in the world, yeah, sure. They might be looking for a new supply too, but when they don't find someone who gives them the supply that, that you did, which they won't right away, of course, um, yeah, they're coming after you. They're coming back to you. And that's unfortunate, but that's how it goes. And of course, if that doesn't work, they're going to hit, hit you up with a narcissistic rage. They're going to be so angry and so volatile. And they're going to, you know, literally do almost anything they can to get your attention, including screaming at you, stalking you, uh, throwing things at you, sometimes even physically abusing you. It's very ugly. And you definitely don't want to be involved with a narcissistic rage. When this happens, you've got to get away. You've got to stay gray rock. Um, and you've got to not give them one bit of your emotion because that is literally what they thrive on. It's like they're vampires and emotion is blood. You feel me? When they see it, they, they smell it and they know it's coming. They come after you in, in a much more direct way because they know they've got you. So don't let them see a single tear. Don't let them see a single bit of emotion when you're trying to break up with a narcissist and stay away. All these are different forms of manipulation and that's the next, the next step they'll take. They'll continue the manipulation. They'll continue you know, if they see one, like I said, if they see one single bit of emotion, they're going to glom onto it and try to make it expand. You know, they're going to try to grow it, <laughs> put some water on it. <laughs> so don't give them any emotion. Don't give them any reason to think that they still have you, even if they really do. Because the fact is that the person you fell in love with is not the person they actually are. It's their false self. The, the image they gave you in the beginning, that's who you love. It's not the person who has been treating you like crap for the last however many months or years. Eventually, when you don't, um, when you don't fall for it, they will expect you to pay. They will punish you. They will try to punish you. They will teach you that, you know, they'll try to teach you a lesson. Uh, they might do this by picking up a new source of supply. They might do this by just being really mean to you. They might like sneak into your garage, you know, in the middle of the night and steal your car just to be a jerk or whatever they they will go to they they know no boundaries you understand there's nothing there's almost nothing that the most toxic narcissist will stop at you know that there's almost nothing um most of them won't kill you <laughs> but there are some who have killed people you know we all know there are plenty of narcissists sitting in prison right now for various crimes so be aware, be alert, be safe, keep yourself, you know, lock your doors. Don't, don't trust people, especially narcissists when you have dumped them because they, especially if you don't have children with them, there's just no reason for you to continue contact at all. Okay. If you do have children with them, obviously you're going to have to deal with them until the children are adults. And, and if you're being really honest with yourself, you're going to have to deal with them a little bit when the children are adults, mm -hmm. because you're both going to want to attend your various um, functions and different things like this. So keep your head in the game, my friend, remember that gray rock practice. That's going to be your only way to communicate with this person if you have to. And if you still don't fall for the narcissist tricks by this time, you can expect some personal sabotage to join your unfortunate situation. So they may try to destroy your life. They may try to take your job. They may try to mess with your family or your kids and try to get them to turn against you. They're going to do anything they can to make you feel ultimately very alone in the world so that you will feel like you have no choice but to take them back. But you do have a choice, my friend. And if you fall for it, you're just going to be right back where you were because narcissists don't change. I've never in my life seen one change for real. I mean, I've seen them change temporarily in order to get what they wanted. But as soon as they realized or thought that they had what they wanted, they went right back to their old ways because that's how they roll. Just, just real, my friend. So just avoid getting into an emotional showdown with them. They're going to want you to, you know, express emotion toward them because again, if they, if you express emotion, they can figure out a way to get to you. Okay. So whatever you do, don't allow yourself to get in screaming matches. Don't allow yourself to have any sort of emotional drama with them. Don't allow yourself to cry in front of them. Don't allow yourself to feel bad. Keep your voice at an even keel. Don't scream. Don't yell. Don't allow them to scream at you. If they do turn and walk away or hang up the phone, keep it as business like as possible until it's over. Okay. And once it's over, if you don't have kids with them, 
just literally go no contact and end it forever. I'm not kidding. If you do have kids with him, then you have to deal, or her, then you have to deal. Um, but again, you deal only about the kids, you only deal business, you only talk business, and you treat it like a business arrangement. And it's hard because you think to yourself, how am I supposed to treat it like a business business arrangement when I've been in this person, you know, loving this person for all these years? Well, again, I know, I know, but you have to remember that this person doesn't love you and probably never did. And it's not that, it's not that they don't love you. It's that they don't love you as a person. They love what you do for them. Feel me? And that is not fair to you. You have so much more to offer than what you do for him or her. Okay? So shine baby it's time for you to shine now okay as always if there's physical abuse involved um, please don't be afraid to get the authorities involved because physical abuse is a crime it's a it's a provable crime and it's one that you know on some occasions and extreme occasions can end in death and injury and everything else so stay clear of that and if you find yourself in that situation please call the police get some help go to a you know a domestic violence counselor or shelter get some help okay okay I'm gonna wrap it up for this morning I've got lots to do today videos for y'all coaching appointments you know how it is Monday so I'll see you later today um, I'm hopefully hopefully gonna try to produce some more of those affirmation videos like I did last week as well so I had a couple of clients tell me they really enjoyed those so I'll do that as well um, if you have comments questions concerns things you want to talk about hit me up in the comments below um, if you would like me to make a video on anything specific if you have a, a question you'd like me to answer comments. Um, otherwise, I will see you later today. And as always, thanks for letting me be a part of your life and a part of your day today and a part of your recovery. And thanks for being a part of mine. See you guys soon. Thanks. Hey everybody, it's Certified Life Coach Angie Atkinson and at QueenBeing.com we talk about narcissistic abuse recovery and narcissistic abuse recovery empowerment. All right. So if you're here watching this video, chances are you've already figured out that you're in a relationship with a toxic narcissist and that you need to at least consider going no contact if you ever want to be happy again. Am I right? But as I'm assuming you already know, that's a whole lot easier said than done especially when the person in question is a close friend, family member, or significant other. In case you're not aware of no, what no contact means in reference to narcissistic relationships, let's go ahead and define it. So the no contact rule, simply put, uh, is enacted when you end all contact with the toxic narcissist. This includes, but isn't limited to the following. First, stop taking the narcissist phone calls. Block him or her on all social media networks. Don't schedule or encourage visits with the narcissist. Stop seeing him or her or speaking to or interacting with him or her in any way. It isn't rocket science, but why is it so hard to enact and then stick to the no contact rule? Well, the main reason going no contact is so hard is plain old love addiction. So look, I wrote a book one time called Your Love is My Drug. And I wrote that because there's a scientific basis for it. Researchers say that romantic love is an addiction, as in it affects the brain just like a drug. Logically, you know you shouldn't do things that are bad for you, like, like drugs. And toxic people, well, they're bad for our lives. And while we all know that we need to get or stay away, it just isn't always so easy. But what's funny is that Romantic love actually stimulates the same area of the brain as addiction. Oh yeah, my friend. According to scientists, we're biologically related to behave that way. There is an evolutionary spin here. See, the loss of a baby-making mate would have been bad for us as a species, and on top of that, humans are hardwired to develop bonds to other humans. It's just another survival urge that we have. See, because in, in in the old days when we didn't have homes and guns and and stores to shop at we needed to be in groups in order to survive for protection as well as to get food and everything else that we needed to get through now you add together your need to bond and the need to keep your mate or at least to feel great distress in the loss of one what do you have well love affects you like a drug and when you're in a relationship with a toxic person it can even be more so like a drug since you'll have trauma bonding and all of that good stuff so when you're not getting the sweet poison you just might miss it a lot like a crack addict might miss his fix but 
good news. There's help. There's hope. And you're not alone. If you're interested in learning more about narcissistic abuse, narcissistic abuse recovery, and empowerment, visit queenbeing.com. You can also sign up for one-on-one no-contact coaching with me or join my SPAN group, which is support for people affected by narcissistic abuse and relationships, free of charge and confidential. Learn more about that at queenbeing.com span. All right, everybody, I'm closing up for now. As always, thanks for letting me be a part of your life and a part of your day. See you soon. Hey guys, Nancy Atkinson here, and today at QueenBeing.com, we're going to talk about how to explain narcissists and no contact to friends and family when they ask you. All right, so let's get started. All right, so we're going to start right here. Uh, The fact of the matter is that narcissists themselves are difficult to explain, and this is especially true if you um, are in a situation where the person knows you're a narcissist but maybe doesn't know them as well as you do, or the person is maybe the parent of a narcissist or a child of a narcissist, things like this, okay? So one of the things that you can say is that a narcissist is someone who really looks for constant affirmation, regardless of anything else that they see in their life. So if they, if they're getting some affirmations from if people are telling them hey you're great you're awesome they're happy but they will still continue to look for those over and over and over again they need constant validation which is ironic because they offer the actual opposite of that to their supply okay anyway a lot of people ask me how can I explain to my you know to my people my family my friends all these things my narcissist how do I explain what narcissism is how do I explain how I got this information you know whether it's because they they go no contact or because they want a friend relative or or therapist to understand what they're dealing with right they they just don't know where to begin so when you are affected by emotional abuse in a toxic relationship with a narcissist obviously it's it, it, it feels really hard to explain to people right I mean especially if you've done your best to hide the problem up until the time you try and explain which is very very common my friend because you're embarrassed about it you know it's not something you want to tell anybody about it's not something and even if you do tell people about it sometimes they get tired of hearing about it right but generally most of us find that we don't tell a lot of people about the abuse that we're suffering because you know we're embarrassed and sometimes we don't even realize we're being abused because this kind of abuse really sneaks up on us okay so if we don't say anything you know people are like what do you mean I thought everything was fine with you guys right anyway that's what we're gonna talk about today alright so first of all how do you explain a narcissist well here's a general like overall explanation okay toxic narcissism is not about simple vanity people misunderstand that a lot but it's being so self-focused that you're only concerned with your own feelings and you have no ability to empathize with the feelings of others that's a very simple explanation okay a narcissist has no concept of empathy you feel me so sure maybe that doesn't seem super scary on the surface right but what happens when uh, you put a narcissist in a position of power in your life well let's talk I'm gonna teach you how to explain to your friends and family how narcissists control their victims okay so you can explain that a narcissist expects absolute submission from you whether or not they say it out loud right now they justify this to you and even to themselves you know by sometimes forcing you to say you deserve it right essentially to affirm the abuse itself and that's something that you know what they, they they'll 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 act like they have a right to to do this because or or even that they're doing you a favor or it's their duty to do it because they you know they're just doing it for your own good and la la you know they'll they'll expect you to do what they say because they know better than you and they will spend the entire relationship teaching you that teaching you not to make moves without talking to them first teaching you not to do anything without talking to them first and getting their opinion and this is just incredibly devastating for most of the people who have to go through it right of course so for example if a narcissistic husband takes his key his wife's keys to work right maybe he wants to keep her from leaving the house well he'll say it's because she herself is not strong or smart or streetwise enough to leave the house alone and you know he will work very hard to convince her of this and essentially makes her feel as though she has 
she deserves it. She deserves to be stuck in the house. She deserves to be dependent upon him because she's incapable of doing anything herself, even going out alone, right? And basically, she begins to depend on him to get even her most basic needs met. I mean, quite honestly, that is nearly the definition of codependent in a nutshell, right? People won't often believe you when you say that person's a narcissist. Well, how do you know they're a narcissist? How can you diagnose somebody? You're not a psychologist or whatever. So how do you explain why the narcissist doesn't have a psychological diagnosis? Okay, well, guess what? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you're going to carefully help them. You're going to help them understand by carefully describing to them exactly what you've dealt with. Like pick pick a behavior in detail, you know, and tell them every single little thing that would be involved. Give examples, you know, during the time that you lived with your narcissist or the time that you spent with your narcissist if you didn't actually live with them, right? Uh, so, you know, like I said, give examples and point out to, to this person that you're explaining it to that, you know what, no mentally healthy person would do this stuff, right? They would not behave this way. They wouldn't perform these actions. Those things aren't normal. And that person will have to agree with you unless they too are a narcissist, in which case I wouldn't bother trying to explain. But there's clearly a disorder here when it comes to narcissistic abuse, you know, and, and the person who's doing this to you, the person who is the narcissist in your life, there's a disorder there or they wouldn't be taking it to this extreme level, right? And the disorder not only overwhelms the narcissist and the narcissist's entire self, but it also intrudes on your life and the lives of other people, you know? Another thing you can do is that you can explain to your person that you're speaking to, that your friend or family member, that researchers have noted that narcissists and people affected with other mental, certain other mental disorders anyway, well, they, they struggle to be self-aware, okay? And, and that in itself, you know, kind of puts it all in a nutshell. The person has these issues, the person is incapable of being aware of those issues because of the fact that they have the issues, right? Because a narcissist needs to really believe in that false self in order for him or her to continue to function in the world. <laughs> so what if you don't want to spread your business around and what if you just don't want to talk about it? Then what do you do? You don't want to tell anybody anything, right? Maybe you don't want to talk about it or whatever. Well, you could simply say that your personalities just aren't great for one another or, you know, and that's that. Uh, and if that's more comfortable to you, by all means. Uh, if You could just say that maybe you were a toxic combination or something, in the, you know, along those lines. Ultimately, it's all up to you. You know, you can say as much or as little as you like based on who you're talking to and what your particular situation is. Just remember this, my friend, you are now in control of your life, okay? So do what feels best to you when you're explaining a narcissist to a, someone who asks what that's all about. And don't allow it to become an issue that complicates your life, okay? Look, you're going no contact for a reason, right? All right, well, speaking of no contact, we're going to talk about that next. How do you explain to friends, family members, coworkers, relatives, all these things, neighbors, anyone who asks, how do you explain no contact? Why are you choosing, why are you making this choice to cut this whole person out of your life, especially if the narcissist is someone that you consider family? Well, let's talk about it. So generally speaking, by the time you've started to realize that there is an issue with a narcissist, you're so deep within the enmeshment of that relationship that you need to reconnect with your support network, right? And often, you need to explain to them while you're leaving. So if you need to explain narcissists, the previous part of the video will help you, but if you need to explain why you're leaving, that's where you're on this part of the video. In some situations, you might need to help mutual friends or family members. Uh, understand what you were dealing with, obviously, whether it's to get support, uh, you know, to, to get out, or just to explain why you've gone. Many times people don't realize that there's a big issue because you keep it kind of quiet, like I said before. Narcissists are so good at keeping on their masks with outside people, you know, people who they don't consider inner circle, which usually includes you if you're here watching this video, right? So there's that to consider. Well, you know, because they seem so very helpful to people, they seem easygoing, happy, a lot of times awesome, you know, uh, a lot of people can't imagine a world in which that poor guy or girl would ever be, could ever be what you claim he or she is, okay, and that leads to a lot of painful questioning and or pressure, and 
not to mention flying monkey behaviors on their part, sometimes willingly, sometimes otherwise. In either case, life could start to feel really hard for you, okay? So what do you say when people ask why you've gone no contact with a narcissist? What are the best things? Well, to be honest with you, you're going to need two answers. The extended version for people who really give a shit, <laughs> and a short and sweet version for those who don't need all the details. Now, if you've already told everyone who really needs to know, maybe you want to send out a few letters to explain in advance, or not. Here, I'm going to share with you a real quick FAQ for guidelines, you know, to help you decide which objections might come your way, and then to head them off in the letter, okay? So, this is just an option, uh, but if this is an option, if, if the letter thing doesn't work for you, you can still use these answers on the fly, okay? So, the short answer, what do you say when someone asks why you've gone no contact? Well, generally, you need to remember that you don't owe most people an explanation. And if they ask, you can just say, look, it's a long story and it's better this way in my life. You know? If that person is someone who really deserves an answer, such as members of your family, for example, uh, maybe you can simply explain that the relationship has always been difficult for you and that you're no longer able to try to fix it and preserve your mental and emotional health at the same time. Don't say anything directly bad about the person. Uh, just let them know that it isn't a healthy relationship for you at this time. Whether this is a parent or a spouse, this, this can work if you just keep it positive. Now, from me to you, if you have other family members who support your decision to go no contact or friends, ask them ahead of time if they'd be okay with helping to field some of these questions for you if you feel overwhelmed by them. Now, here's the extended version. Okay, how do you answer questions from family members and interested friends when you have to explain why you went no contact with a narcissistic parent, relative, spouse, whatever? Well, here's another FAQ for you, my friend, <laughs> and some solid answers that are going to help you start thinking about how you can respond when someone asks you why you've gone no contact with a narcissist, all right? It could be useful to you. All right, so number one, why don't you talk to your narcissistic parent anymore, let's say? Well, you can say, I decided to stop all contact between my parent and me because we've always, or for a very long time, had a very difficult relationship. I decided that in order to preserve my mental and physical health and well-being, I need to stop making these efforts. It's not helpful. It's not, not making life better. I just want to tell you real quick, I have always tell people that trying to communicate with a narcissist and hoping to get through to him or her <laughs> could be compared to banging your head against a brick wall and hoping it will make your headache go away. Okay? It's the opposite of what's going to happen, my friend. I, I know it sucks, but it is. All right, moving right along. Next question. Would it help if I talked to him or her for you? And you don't want to stay no contact forever, do you? Well, what you would say is something like this. Well, hey, thanks so much for offering. Your support really does mean the world to me. And listen, I'll let you know if I need help, okay? But for now, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please respect my carefully considered decision, okay? That means... Please don't try to help me reconcile. I don't want you to be a go-between, and I don't want you to help us get back together. I just want you to be my friend or family member or whatever, and that's it. All right. Next question. Well, I can't. Not, I can't imagine you not wanting to see your own father, mother, brother, sister, whatever. If it's a family member, or I can't imagine you not wanting to see that person, your spouse, whatever. How can you be so cold? Well, here's how you answer that one. Please understand that I did not and I do not take this decision lightly. It has taken a lot of soul searching and consideration to get here. I have very substantial reasons, but for the sake of integrity, I'd rather not talk about them. Now, you can explain as much as you're comfortable with, again, to people that you believe will be able to understand, but know that you're not required to do that. That is not a requirement here. You, you don't have to. You can only say a little bit if you want, all right? Now, what if they say something like, say it's a narcissistic, narcissistic parent, right? What if they say something like, but, but I've known you since you were a kid and you always seemed happy. You never said you were being abused before. You would say, yeah, you're right, my friend, you're right, but you didn't see what happened behind closed doors. And I've learned that emotionally abused kids do tend to be hard to detect because they are so desperate for love and approval that they are often on their best behavior at all times in an effort to win their parents' love and attention, and that's where I came from. See what I mean? Now. Next question, oh, I don't understand you. Your parents did everything for you. You never went without anything. What was so bad? You'll hear that one. Well, look, here's your answer, my friend. It's really common for narcissistic parents to provide their kids with all of the physical necessities and often even material possessions because it looks good. They don't do this out of love. They do it in order to be better than other people. 
okay and while they are piling on the goodies they're often starving their children of the basic kindness gentleness and understanding that kids need okay they never experience the sense of unconditional love that some kids feel from their parents and this the sense of pride and approval that everybody seeks okay so if you can explain that to someone carefully and say that look I've done my research I know what the deal is here's how it all lines up that does the trick a lot of times not always because the fact of the matter is lots of people just won't get it I, can't, I don't know how you can do this to family because that's because they're not in it or because they are in it and they're very codependent you don't have to be codependent you don't have to be someone who just sits and waits for your life to go because someone else tells you to you feel me don't forget all right another question but why didn't you tell me sooner well here here's your answer my friend hey to be honest it's really common for children who are emotionally abused to not realize it until they're older according to my research it's because in order to get through the difficulties faced by children of narcissists you have to create a certain sort of false reality in order to survive it okay now same deal for emotional abuse with a spouse you know you don't realize it at first and according to you know you can tell them according to what I found out you know you do have to I've created a certain false reality to get through it and part of that is my false self that I've I've showed you and I'm sorry for that you know but it, it could be due to it's a survival effort is my bottom line but it might be due in part to the fact that most children aren't able to understand what's happening to them when they're little and and if they are you know a lot of times by the time we become adults if we've never understood what was going on we, we kind of without even realizing it attract the same sort of partners into our life and we keep repeating those behaviors right but in some cases people don't even know that their home lives aren't normal whether they're children or adults and kids will become unwilling conspirators for emotionally abusive parents and helping them hide their behavior and guess what wives and husbands will do the same thing to each other so like if a wife is a narcissist her husband will cover for her and vice versa okay so know that well what if somebody says but so-and-so always said such great things about you how could you possibly they couldn't possibly feel the way that you say they do right or be the way that you say they are and then you know you just say well look that's partially because narcissists want everyone to believe that every part of their lives are perfect and because as the child or spouse or brother or sister of a narcissist you know you, that person the narcissist sees you as a very simple something an extension of him or herself that's it you don't seem you're not a real person to him or her so if he or she said something bad about you then they'd be saying something bad about themselves to that person in their minds if that makes any sense now of course all bets are off when it's time for a smear campaign you know because then they're trying to cover their asses and whatever uh, but anyway let me just wrap this up we've gone a little long and I apologize for that but now it's your turn okay have you ever survived going no contact before and if so how did you explain to people who asked you share your thoughts and your experiences in the comments section because you could really help other survivors if you have some good ideas for them I'd love it if you'd share them additionally um, if you're going through this right now and you don't know what to say if you have specific questions leave them below and I'll try to answer them in another video okay or right there in the comments okay you guys I will talk to you soon thank you have a wonderful day hugs and love thanks for letting me be a part of your life and thanks for letting me be part of your recovery and hey thanks for being a part of my life